What's up, boss? This is Abraham's wallet. Coming to you live from around the world. This is Headline News with Abraham's wallet. I'm your host, Stephen Manuel, and my guest today is certified financial planner and technical geek nut brain, Mark Parrott. We're going to bring our people a little, uh, a quickie today. Let's we'll see if we can get in and out in under 20 minutes. It's all of the, all of the GameStop shenanigans and chicanery, all of that goings on. Have you heard of this, Mark? I have. And, and let me say, it's just a privilege to be reporting in from the field uh, in Abraham's Wallet World News Headquarters tonight. You are our top field reporter. I, I want the the listener to imagine that I'm in a raincoat and there's a hurricane going yes. on around me. And I like to imagine you in the Foreign Legion. Yeah, with like a Walter Cronkite mustache. <laughs> That's it. That's you. Okay. So uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna have. We're just gonna talk through the the actual story. Try to explain it, and then we'll talk about some of the implications for the common man, Joe Package on the street. So let's just start with the story, Mark. Tell us the story of what the heck happened. In order to even dive into the story, I'm going to have to explain some concepts. But basically, in the world of stock trading, there is a thing called short selling. And this is happening all the time. Short selling is when an individual or an institution decides that they think a stock is going to go down in price. And the way it works, um, if I wanted to sell a stock short, I would go borrow one share, let's say, just for simplicity. Let's say we have a hundred dollar stock. I would okay. go, I would go borrow that stock from right. a brokerage like Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or one of those places, and I would say, "You lend me the stock, and I'm going to sell it to Stephen. And if it's a hundred dollars, I borrow it and I sell it to you for a hundred dollars, Stephen." And then now I have a hundred dollars and I owe whoever I borrowed that stock from one share of the same stock. Uh, when I return one share of that stock to them, I will close out my short position until then I owe them a share. Now, if that stock goes down in price, let's say it goes to $80, I can buy it and I can return it. And I made $20 on the deal. I sold it for a hundred dollars. And then I went back later, bought it for 80. No, I made, right? I made 20 bucks. Okay. Now, if that stock goes up in price, I have to eventually close out my short position. So I'm going to have to go buy it. Let's say it goes to $120. I'm going to pay $120 to buy it. And now I have lost $20 on this deal because I had to go buy it at $120, but I only sold it to you for $100. Okay. So this happens all the time. Every day, there's people shorting stocks, opening positions, closing out short positions. It's kind of standard operating procedure for the markets. Well, it's kind of a weird thing because we we traditionally think of buying a stock. And when you buy a stock, you are expecting and hoping that it increases in value and the company does well. So this is more of like a, it feels more like a side bet on the market where you're not, you're actually not hoping that things go well. You're You're betting on things going poorly. And that seems uh, unscrupulous. You know, I don't think it is. I think that just like you could look at a company and say, this is a well-run company and I'm going to, to put my money into this. You could look at a company or an industry 
and say, this has gotten out of hand. Uh, I, I personally, I was at the International Monetary Fund right before the financial crisis of 07, 08. And I remember listening to some of the the bears, they would call themselves, the people who think the stock market is headed down, come in and discuss their strategies around um, the reasons why they saw the, the market being overvalued. And one side or the other is going to look like a genius just about every year. It, at that point in time, everybody thought, wow, they really called it because they said the market was going to go down and they placed big bets on, you know, we're being we're being unreasonable in the way we're lending money. So I'm going to bet against the housing market by shorting stocks of companies that play there. Gotcha. Um, and there's other reasons why somebody might short a stock to hedge another position. So uh, there's nothing inherently unscrupulous about saying, I don't think this company is run well, or for whatever reason, I don't think this is headed in an upward direction. Okay. Um, we, we have our mind around shorting. Go on. I, I thought it would be interesting to give you a quizzer. Okay. And what do you think, let's say nine months ago, the most shorted stock in the world was, Stephen? The most shorted stock in the world. Nine the biggest months ago, open short position. Nine months ago, what did everybody think was going to go down? Well, I would think it would be something like AMC theaters that were tanking nine months ago. That's not a bad bet. Thank um, you, Mark. Thank you very much. I thought about it and I thought if I said that, I feel like it'll go okay. So I said it. Yeah, but the actual answer is a company oh. that you might think, well, that's a great company. It, the answer is Tesla. Um, there was a lot of people betting against Tesla because oh. it had gone up so much. Oh, okay. And, and stock analysts were starting to say, we think this stock might be a little overvalued. They haven't made much money, even though they've made a lot of revenue, they haven't made much profit. Then our boy Elon Musk kind of said, watch this, and released earnings that were phenomenal and made a whole lot of profit. And it caused what's called a short squeeze. Now, oh. a, short, a short squeeze happens when you've got a big open short position, so a lot of people have shorted the stock, and something happens to make the price start skyrocketing. In this case of Tesla, it was the earnings came out, and people went, uh-oh, this company is a lot more valuable than we thought. And this, the price starts going up, and what happens to these guys who have shorted the stock is they, at some point, go, we better just take our medicine and buy to cover our short position because this doesn't look like it's going to turn back around and start going down again. When they do that, it actually accelerates the pace of the stock going up because you've got even more people buying it now. And in the case of Tesla, I think at one point there was 30% of the shares were actually shorted, which means you've got a huge wow. amount of stock out there that has to be purchased to cover those positions. And I think it was in the many, many billions of dollars that were lost uh, by people who had shorted that stock. Okay. You, you might think this is off topic, but stay with me. You ever have that thing where you're driving home from work or a trip, and once you get near the driveway, there's maybe when you, even before you exit the, the interstate, you're having some GIS use. There's some there's kind of like this, there's some news from the front that's coming in. And when you get into the driveway, you feel that a launch sequence has begun. And all you have to do, all you have to do is maintain your composure between getting out of the car 
and getting into your private restroom, would you say that is also a short squeeze? Um, you know, I have a couple thoughts on that. One is that it brings back bad memories of a particular all-sup stop-and-go burrito uh, from, from college. Number two is, <laughs> frankly, I think we we – this episode is going to reach people who aren't our normal, our normal listeners. <laughs> I doubt it. And some of those people, they might be ladies, Stephen. Oh, oh, so, ladies. Oh, forgive appreciate your, it. your sensibilities, ladies. Oh, goodness. I'd appreciate gracious. it if you kept your Baudry talk. Okay. Or, All right. We're, or, we're never going to edit for, for the women who may be peeking over the fence at Abraham's wallet. All right. So what happened this this past couple of weeks when there's big short open short positions we can actually see that um, it's public information how many people have shorted a stock we can see the open short positions and what happened is you had a group of investors really who were day traders gamblers I would say gamblers on, they were on Reddit and in a particular forum and they started looking at this and said what if we could get enough people to buy a stock that is heavily shorted like i don't know gamestop and and we could stick it to the man by driving one of these stock prices up kind of in the way that happened with tesla although what happened with tesla was based on actual value in the company that people realized was there in this case it was a group of people on the internet saying Let's just screw the hedge funds by trying to just crank the price up and then we will refuse to sell. And eventually they will have to close out their short positions at astronomically high prices. Historically, retail investors, that's people like you and me who aren't managing institutional funds. We don't move millions or even billions of dollars at a time. Retail investors are not coordinated enough and frankly, not smart enough to make big moves in in stock prices like this happen generally. Believe it or not, there's a school of investing thought that says, just do the opposite of what retail investors are doing. And if you kind of follow that over a historical period, you, you tend to win. If you do the exact opposite of what Joe Schmo, who's just investing his own Vanguard account does, you tend to do quite well when you do exactly the opposite of what he does. So retail investors usually... They're not a big factor in share prices. But in this case, people were able to get so much participation that starting with GameStop and then including later some other companies like AMC, BlackBerry, some of these other companies, they were able to drive the price. In the case of GameStop, I think it increased over 1,500%. Oh, and it was based purely on a desire to stick it to these these institutional money managers who were betting on the fact that these companies were going south, not in a positive direction. All right. That all sounds fine. It was shocking, I would say, to the institutional money managers that it could ever happen. But the reason this became an even bigger story is that when this happened... Robinhood was one of the apps where these folks were doing all of their trading. Yes, and Robinhood is a an app that you can use to buy and sell individual uh, stocks. And what happened is suddenly Robinhood, where all this activity was occurring, decided. And doesn't Robinhood um, pose itself as the outsider rebels' place to to uh, invest? Isn't that their 
shtick. Yeah, in the in the actual investment community, there's kind of a term called Robin Hood Bros because in reality, a lot of people who's not everyone, but a lot of people who spend their time on Robin Hood are kind of doing this day trading gambling stuff and some of them lose a bunch of money and the ones who don't pat themselves on the back and think that they're Warren Buffett. But <laughs> in any case, Robin Hood kind of uh, retraded on their namesake. They decided to shut down buying, but not selling of shares of GameStop. So what that meant is all these people who now had been driving the price up by buying it, we're going to either have the option to just sit there or sell, but they couldn't buy more and they couldn't continue doing to the stock price what they had done. There's a lot of theories on what happened here, but it, it looks pretty suspicious and it kind of looks like the institutional money came in and said, hey, don't screw us here. We need this stock price to go back down because if all these folks who made a fortune uh, in GameStop by driving the price up just sell their positions and the price eventually drifts back down to where it started, nobody that had a short position loses. Hurting. They can get out of it at that point. Wouldn't um, that be illegal for them to, to make some sort of declarations to the, to the market? We want the market to do this? Yes, and I would say... The future of Robin Hood is now clearly to be in court for the rest of their likely short existence okay. because there's at least 30 lawsuits right now pending against them. And I think anyone who had any involvement in this is going to be involved in lawsuits with Robin Hood and other parties for okay. a long time. I'm, I'm surprised this hasn't happened before. The Reddit uh, hacker geek nuts all created a force and they squeezed the big hedge funds who had done all their shorting to make gazillions and they zinged them okay that's an interesting story what what are the takeaways what yeah are the, what, are, what are the implications of this crazy activity i think there's a few this isn't necessarily this is just us being a broken record but there were a lot of people who heard about this and got really excited and wanted to jump in on the action and they bought some GameStop oh, right yeah. at the top. And so a lot of people lost their shirt and I've even seen some terrible stories of people who thought I'm getting, I'm getting in with everything. And I just want to remind everybody that that's gambling. That's mm. not investing. And whether you're doing it because you heard a tip on the internet or you're doing it because you're participating in one of these forums uh, I guarantee you, you do not know if the stock's going up or down when you're buying an individual stock on this type of info. So, well, about about two days after this, all this GameStop stuff broke, I had a buddy who I just saw casually in the middle of the day who said, "Hey, man, you know all that stuff that happened with GameStop is going to happen with silver too." I'm just telling you, man, it's very exciting. What's happening? Yeah, I know I'm going to stomp some sacred cows, but. In my mind, it's fine to take a little bit of your money and, and gamble with it in terms of to say, I'm going to just put some money that I can afford to lose on something that could go up. If you want to do that, fine. It's the same bucket as cryptocurrency for me right now. But for the money that you're actually planning, this is stewardship money that I have plans for. It's going to fuel my family vision. Please don't go put it in an individual stock or an individual precious metal or anything else. Diversify yourself and take long positions to invest over long periods of time and not try to beat the market. Okay. 
Okay. But what, what if I got a tip from a really alternative looking person who hangs around in the, the deep, dark canals of the web? What, what about then? You say, Dieter, what are you doing here right now? Hey, 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 hey. our friend Dieter, you tell him, go back to your coding job. That's what you say. Uh, the other big takeaway for me is that these, these hedge fund fellas did not believe that a ragtag group of internet forum lurkers had the collective lurkers organizational ability to pull something like this off and no. they, they were proven very wrong i think this should have some implications for how business owners or people who would put any of their opinions out into the the ether online it, it's clear now that a group of people from the internet can take down just about anything that they want to hmm. whether that means we're going to move a stock price or uh, we don't like something that your business stands for or does. And so we're going to accomplish goals w that we have to to shut it down. I just think this might be sounding a little doom and gloom, but I think we should be very thoughtful about how we position our business in, in a, such a way to be difficult for groups of people from the internet who maybe don't agree Larkers. with us. Larkers, you could say. How do we make sure that we're resilient against potential mob violence perpetrated via the internet? Okay. So I hear it's an entertaining and sensational story of something that I don't guess has happened quite this way ever before. And it shouldn't change for anybody who wants to be reasonable. It shouldn't change any of your tactics. It shouldn't, it shouldn't, uh, confuse you about uh, how the market works or whether you are, are shooting wildly based on some speculative tip you got. And if anything, we want to back away from the craziness. It's like when the crazy neighbor is out on the sidewalk going nuts and pulls a gun out, you just back away slowly and go, I I'm not that, that I'm this isn't my fight. Yes. And it's it can be challenging. As a financial planner, I do get that person who I had a conversation with, they thought about working with us. They didn't. That's fine. But then a year later comes back and he goes, Hey, I uh I made a 90% return this year investing <laughs> in this biotech stock. And I just think, well, yeah, you're there's gonna be winners for sure. Sure. <laughs> One, one of the say, pockets on the roulette wheel always ends up with the ball in it. So you, you, somebody's going to win. Yep. Right. And I, I would just say it's worth taking this moment to steal yourself against the temptation to, to try and beat the market or, uh, you know, hit a big bet on something that frankly is just gambling. Even like you said, I bet we all know people who jumped in on this and made some money. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to be upset about that. Good for them. But sure. it's not it's not what I'm doing with my money. And I feel totally fine about that. Great. Well, thank you. We're hitting right at 20 minutes here. Our listeners can uh, feel great. Now they know the story. If they want to rewind and review again. Now, what is a short again? Okay, that's what happened. Then you can sound very smart at the water cooler because you totally understand what happened with the market. And you're also not going to be lulled into scam foolery. So stay wise, my friends. Any closing thoughts, Mark? No, Stephen. I mean, I'm out here in this in this hurricane. The and tundra. 
it's getting it's getting pretty spicy so i better sign off okay. so for uh for world news tonight this is mark reporting from the field for abraham's wallet thank you mark and on behalf of the world good night and good luck